WildTalkRadio.com. Theme song. Listen up, Slapknot. This is Jeff Jarrett. Hey, this is Trish Stratus. This is the undisputed future of WWE. Seth Rollins. Hey, this is Kane from WWE. This is TNA Superstar AC3. Hey, this is Gail Kim. This is WWE Superstar Natalia. Hi, this is Bree. And this is Nikki. And we're the Battle Twins. Yes, this is Broken, not Hardy. The greatest man that ever lived always likes a good rack. And you're listening to the greatest rack. Stratisfaction is guaranteed. It's time to experience the award-winning... The Rack. I heard y'all wanted to hear a bedtime story. I love kickball. I'm back, taking souls and digging holes. In this moment in time right now, this very second, I can truly say that I have the whole damn world in my hands. With your host, they've been lying to you. Heroes don't exist. Y'all become addicted to the illusion of what a hero does for you. Have I mentioned that I was uh, once addicted to eating sponges? Lindsay Ward. Look at me, woman. And you can just call me Taker. Oh my God, it's Taker. Taker, Taker, Taker. Does Taker hate me? Oh my God, it's Taker. And she was a wicked, wicked child who spat and swore and chewed tobacco. I like puppets. And her producer, Sir Rocket. My little creatures of the night will now experience the magical art of puppetry. This right here means I'm the champ that runs the camp. Live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. I knew you'd come. And this is going to be simply glorious. On wildradio.com, brought to you by our friends over at Wrestling Figure Photography. Follow the journey today at Instagram.com slash MBG1211. If you're listening to us over at rackradioshow.com, wildtalkradio.com, or gerwick.net, thank you so much for joining us. And hey, if you've got a second or two, check out the fine folks over at fight.com. I'm sure they really appreciate it. I'm your host, Lindsay Warren. Joining me, as always, is my ever faithful producer slash co host slash handyman, Sorokin. We're live. We're here. You can follow us on Twitter. At Wild Talk Radio, you can retweet us like Joseph Park did at Rack Radio Show or at Lynn's Word on the Twitter machine. You can come to Gerwick.net, WildTalkRadio.com, RackRadioShow.com. Interact with us live because we got some guests on the show tonight because we're talking some NXT TakeOver. Wait, Joseph Park retweeted us? Joseph Park, you know, one of our favorite guests retweeted us like <gasps> like, 15, like 15 minutes ago because he's back on, on Impact Wrestling. Oh my god, that's awesome. I know, right? Awesome. Anyway, yes, we have guests this is, because, you know, speaking of some of our favorite people, because the five-year show for the rack is coming up, we are joined by the intern, Kane Kittens. God, why did I leave work for this? I mean, <laughs> hi, guys. And then we have this man. The NXT analyst, TJ Omega. Well, I'm a man with a plan. Aha, I have a sounder. 
Oh, he gets played weekly. Yeah, he's he. The intern's in segment two. Yeah, ah. we're talking about his favorite girl in segment two. Oh, that's going to be so much fun for him. <laughs> uh, also tonight we're doing um, backlash. Yeah, well. we have news. We have notes. We're talking NXT Takeover here in a few minutes. We're talking backlash. We have tweet of the week. All your favorite stuff. So, do we want to just like? Jump into takeover. We might as well because that's the reason we got those two people on the on the air with us to talk takeover, which is live this Saturday night on the WWE Network. And on this show, we have I think five matches so far announced. I think that's usually all they do. Oh, and I think there's a serious lack of Alistair Black on this show. That's okay because they're taping a match with him on on Saturday. That will be on Wednesday show. But so. I want him Sunday or Saturday. You'll get him Wednesday. I want him Saturday. But you'll get him Wednesday. But why wait? Because it takes him that long to come from the prone position into standing for his entrance. Oh, I bet I can get him up faster than that. Hey yo! <laughs> Softball pitch and out of the park. <laughs> anyway, what's the first match on the card? Before, yeah, uh, Let's do this first. Okay, we'll tie this all together. Big news coming out of all this for NXT TakeOver is that Jim Ross will be calling one of the matches on the show because he's now the official play-by-play voice of WWE UK, which we'll talk about later. But the championship is on the line. Tyler Bate, Pete Dunne, Jim Ross is calling... That's our first matchup of the night. Thoughts, Lindsay? I think Trent Seven's going to be sitting in the crowd, both horrified and incredibly proud at the same time. I can't wait to see it. As for the match, these two, they're road buddies, they're tag team partners, they're fr- I think they're friends. I think they live together, too, so they know each other really, really well. They've faced off, a ch- off against each other enough. This should be a really, really good match. I'm looking forward to it. What about you guys? Are you looking forward to this match, Omega? Uh, absolutely. Like, they put on a great match during the UK tournament, and that was when they had a tournament to build up the storyline, to build up uh, Persona and everything. Now that all that is established, and now that both guys going into this match 100%, I'm looking forward to what they can do when... They don't have to sell injuries from a previous tournament. They don't have to, you know, play up any kind of persona, you know, throughout, you know, various matches. It's just a pure, straight-up, one-on-one match between these guys, and it should be really, really good. But Pete Dunne is still probably a, a dick. I hope. We know Pete Dunne is a dick. I mean, that that goes without saying. Yeah, the he sky threw, is also blue, Rock. He threw a child at someone. He did throw a child at, at someone. That, that was kind of incredible. That's what you get with Pete Dunne, right, intern? Yeah, he is a little bit of an ass. He's a little bit hard-hitting. But, yeah, um, these two guys, best of all, are going to get time with this show. Because there's only five matches, because before they had the tournament, they're actually going to be able to just draw this out, really tell a story, really play off each other. Like you said, they've worked with each other. They know each other's moves. And yeah, this is going to be just fantastic to watch. That said, the belt is on the line. Are we going to see a new champion on Saturday Night, Lindsay? You know, I don't no? think so. You don't think so? Because they've already, well, they've already taped. Well, they haven't shot themselves in the foot because what they taped is airing tomorrow. So Tyler Bates had it since... January. January, it's now May, it's months. There's no word on when they're taping again, right? No word yet on when the next episode taping is. I would expect June or July, probably in July. You know, as much as I love Tyler Bate because he's an adorable baby wrestler, I almost want Pete Dunne to win this 
just for the tension between Pete Dunne and William Regal. Sort of comes down to how many more... There's only a limited amount of UK people, and Tyler Bates seems to have faced them all. It would sort of make sense to maybe transition the belt to a heel giving you different matchup. What do you think, Omega? At the same time, they do want to build some kind of brand and potentially their own show based on their UK roster, which they would need a good established champion for that. I mean, he has had that belt a long time, but it's not exactly like he's defended it week after week. No, he hasn't. No, he no. really hasn't. But yeah, it's pretty much just this is the guy we're holding that's holding on to the belt until we can get uh till we get the brand established and actually put them on more often. Not sure when that is, but I, I would I would be more inclined to believe that, especially you know, especially since we've seen the match before. I'm more inclined to believe that we're going to see him hold on to that belt, so it is a strong established championship to tune in for. What do you think, in turn? I think they've set it up that the person who is going to take it off of him will probably be done. I don't know if it's going to be this time. This really kind of has a Sammy Kevin feel to it. I, I, I think... Even though they can use Bait to build up the brand, I think having Dunn as champion and Bait as the babyface chasing to, to lead that brand could also work. Especially if Dunn wins by less than honorable means. Which he, exactly. should. Which he should. How else would he? Because, I mean, he's been beating people up left and right to get this opportunity to get where he is right now. So it's like it makes sense that, you know, oh, hey, Dunn jumps Tyler Bate in the parking lot like he did Trend 7, like he did everybody else, you know, in the UK tournament. So it's like, okay, all right, I can see that, you know, Dunn beats him up before the match, Tyler's weekend, and Dunn comes in and picks the bones and takes the title. And now it's, okay, Tyler's got to get it back, which could lead to the next taping. It could, and I'm going out on Lynn. I'm, I'm Lim. I'm going to go with Pete Dunne as your new UK champion. The eight ball goes Tyler Bate. Around the horn, Omega, who you got? Um, y- You know what? I made the improbable pick last time with Tyler Bate, and it came up good for me, so let's go Tyler Bate again. All right, Lindsay, who you got? I'm going to take Pete Dunne. All right, my limb is not so bare. In turn. Like I said, I think I think Dunne's going to do it. Okay, so there you go. We're Omega's the only one not picking Pete Dunn. So Omega will probably, you know, be um on the right side of the coin just based on past experience with these picks. It's also the first match on the card, so you wanna get the crowd hyped up. Well we assume it's gonna be the first match on the card. I would then again they may want to do a big JR entrance. Maybe they'll I, I, for the I, I don't know. Do they have to tape up the ropes into like British colors or something? No, they'll just have Gallagher run out there and the you know the Austin Powers British thong and that'll be enough. I think all they do for the UK is white ropes with the gold ring post. So just to turn the ring post gold. I think we'll be okay. Which they can do with the LED things. Oh, I thought they were going to have to tape those posts. I was going to be like, dear God, it's going to take forever. <laughs> they can just get spray paint and just spray paint them if, they, if they're using the LED ones. That, you know... They, can, they they also may just have slip covers for them, you know. That might be easy. By the, time, by the time Hunter gets done with all these specials and all these tournaments, the crew's going to need the Property Brothers to change the ring out. You just you just find a shed set up ringside every week. Are they doing this the show in the same building they are Backlash? Probably, yeah. Uh, All-State Arena. All right, then they are. Okay. Then they would probably do it using the LED ring post. It'll be good. All right. I was just sort of trying to think, I was like, are they doing it in the same building? Hmm. All right, our next matchup on the show that got made on Wednesday night's NXT is Roderick Strong versus 
the leader of sanity, Eric Young. Lindsay, what what are your, your thoughts? I know it's just a quick build, but this could be good. This could be good. I don't think I've ever seen, or it's been a really long time since I've seen Roderick Strong and Eric Young face off. I don't know if they've ever faced off, actually, that I've seen. Because Roderick had such a limited run in TNA. Do we even consider it a run in TNA? He's there for a cup of coffee. So are a lot of people. Um, so this is really kind of almost like a first time type encounter. It very well could be. I don't, you know, I'm not going to sit here and Google it right now to make sure it is, but they're pushing Roderick hard. <laughs> I heard the typing in the background. Oh, just Thank double you. checking. There <laughs> is, uh, no, no, I do not. YouTube fails to pull it up at the very least. Okay. Well, if it's not on YouTube, then it didn't happen. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> Is it on Wiki? Double check Wiki. Okay, going go, go, go to the all-father that is Google. Anyway, continue your point. <laughs> anyway, they're pushing Roderick really hard. They're setting him up to potentially be a contender for Root's title if Root keeps it. They've kind of backed off Sanity a little bit, a lot, at least in terms of Eric Young and the trio. They're still pushing Nikki Cross. Honestly, I say Roderick. They're just, it doesn't make sense to have him lose. Especially after those big hype videos they did, and then he did lose to Hideo Tommy Omega. You would think they're really trying to get behind Roderick? They are, and he is going to be a big name for NXT down the line. I don't think this is the moment that begins. At the very least, because this is a fairly quick feud, I feel I feel more that... I, I feel they have more to gain by drawing this out. And there is some history between the two just based off of what happened in the last TakeOver when they were part of the six-man match together. Mm-hmm. So there is a little bit of a backstory, tiny bit, but it's like it's not a full-blown backstory. You also have the fact that, you know, you've got Sanity waiting in the wings. So it, it's, it's a numbers game style match. So... Yeah, I, I, I think this is the start of something. I don't think this is so easy for Strong to win. What do you think, turn? Damn it, so much of what I was going to say was just said. Uh, <laughs> you between jump. you and Omega, you bastard. <laughs> you gotta jump in, speak. Well, uh, no, I was going to say, they have the hype promos for Strong, building him up, introducing him to the audience, you know, that may not have seen him in some other areas. Yes, I know it's the NXT crowd, but... Some of them still may not fully know who Roderick Strong is. They do have a little bit of the history with the six and eight man tag leading up to last takeover. Um, I know they just got out of the sanity taking on the one man and having to overcome the numbers game. But kind of like Omega said, when I saw this match, I went, this is going to be a two takeover kind of feud. So I think this one, this match will set up and then there'll be something at the next takeover that will blow it off. That will be the end of it. And you have all the matches in between to kind of build the story, have him overcome the odds one way or another. All right, uh, Lindsay's on record going with Roderick Strong. In turn, you're going with who? I'm going with EY this time. I just I think either it's going to be the numbers game or Eric's going to pull something. I just think it's too soon for Roderick to win and kind of blow this whole thing off. I think you could tell a really good story with Roderick Strong trying to, you know, play up the true underdog. He's doing it for his family, and the setback won't hurt him. I'm going Eric Young. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, th- I, think this is the, I think this is the beginning of a feud where he's going to have to deal with a numbers game. You know, he might be doing this for his family, but EY's family is ringside. And on the first time out, he's not going to overcome that. So I will go Young. And the Magic 8 ball goes Eric Young as well. I said it was segment two, but we're going to get to it right now. Bones breaking, backs cracking, shoulders snapping. 
It's this week's Injury Roundup. Because it's the NXT Tag Team titles are online in a ladder match. The authors of Pain will maybe kind of sort of challenging DIY because tonight at an NXT live event, Tommaso Ciampa. Hashtag blame Brent. God Thanks. damn it. Reported to you by the NXT correspondent, by the way. Analyst. Analyst correspondent. Same thing. Hashtag team fucking injury. <laughs> way, to, way to sabotage yourself, man. Three down, seven to go. Hey, I... I'm trying to make this interesting for myself. I'm trying to have the ultimate underdog story. I, if I had known you were doing this, I wouldn't have brought up the sabotage rule. There's five other teams sabotaged, and then there's just my normal. Are you going to have a team in, the, in a week? <laughs> God, I'm going to have Brock Lesnar who shows up whenever he goddamn feels like it. And that's about it. Knowing my luck, he's going to end up, like, getting hurt by Samoa Joe. I can just, I can sense it right now. Breaking news, Brock Lesnar injured, wrestling his sixth Grizzly Bear of the weekend. <laughs> Uh, according to uh, the most reliable source on the internet, kfabenews.com, Lesnar exhausted from defending Universal Championship in other galaxies, so he's already injured because he's exhausted. <laughs> God, God damn it, Drax. This God. is why we can't have nice things. Vacant's gonna take his ass out. <sighs> Maybe the only person healthy enough at this point. We don't know. Breaking news, Brock Lesnar on Way Back to Earth, hit by meteor, out two weeks. <laughs> He returned to his home planet, or he died on the way back to his home planet. <laughs> Pretty sure he's the one who broke his home planet to begin with. Now, we do not know what um, the injury status is. He had to be helped out of the, the building. They stopped the match. He was favoring his knee, his leg. He was not putting any pressure on it. <laughs> That's never a good sign, but as I told Omega, if it's not broken or torn, he's fighting, because that's the type of person he is. We knew he was a little bit banged up going into this. Hopefully this wasn't the injury and just aggravated the injury. This would be a big blow, and I don't know what they do to replace DIY in this matchup. You could throw one of the other tag teams in there. Name another tag team. Sanity. Authors of Pain versus Sanity. You could um you can give him another partner too you get him another partner like if you want alistair black in there so bad i'd be okay with this and there was reported speculation that johnny gargano was getting his own theme music so <laughs> good timing <laughs> good timing on that one we, we know we know this was an accidental injury right are we sure johnny took him out <laughs> He's playing everybody. He's not the sweet little innocent cupcake we all think he is. Oh, no, no, no. No, he's plotting his his uh, turn as we speak. You know, if they, don't, if they do have music prepped up for him, how great that would be for, him, for, for Tommaso to come back from injury and immediately jump Johnny because he's the one who broke his leg. I would cry. Can't have it's Tommaso. such a good setup. Gargano's a- playing so innocent this whole time. I'm I'm fighting a singles career in honor of my fallen comrade. The comrade comes back and immediately floors him. Yeah, I know, but... They did hint at that earlier, didn't they? Kind of, yeah. With the Cruiserweight Classic, and then before they officially became DIY, there was that little bit of tension. <gasps> I know who you can put in. Uh-oh, what? Heavy Machinery. I'll take the points. Oh, God. I, totally I don't know if the, the ring can stand all four guys at the same time. And it's in a, a ladder match. In a ladder match. 
Oh, God, that ladder's going to go straight through the damn ring. You have to get the Big Show ladder for that. And even if Chiapa's okay, him having to do a ladder match. Well, you have Johnny do all the spots. Poor Johnny, then? You don't You don't have much of a choice. No, you really don't have much of a choice. But, again, this is all sort of happening within the last hour um, with uh, Chiampa being helped out. No official word from WWE. They're probably someone's calling Triple H going. So, Tommaso got hurt. So, stuff happened. So, what were your plans? Hunter, stop screaming. <laughs> Maybe Hunter will just rock up for this. I got this. Stand yeah. back, boys. I got God this. Damn it. Oh, so Rips off I the suit. Do this shit. <laughs> Rips off the suit. And it's he's just time. In his, he's just in his man panties, you know, ready to go. They queue up motorhead. He's fine. So would he take his own picture with the belt if he wins then? Yes. Okay. That was the greatest thing they did at Access. They had a cardboard cutout where you could take a picture with Hunter. <laughs> and he took a picture with it. And I saw that pointed at himself. Yep. It's like he knows. He just knows. It's really it kind of probably scary. his idea. Yeah. Well, it's really kind of scary how in tune they are. Sometimes we all think they're really out of touch, and they're really not. We know some segments of behind the scenes is out of touch, but this is the part that gives me hope. I was gonna say, Hunter. Hunter knows he's on the pulse of this shit. He's paying attention. That being said, there is a match that could happen. Do we see new tag team champions? No. I might have said yes. I'm not now. I was going to say, before this, I was going to say yes, not just because they were on my team, but I thought it would make a better story, especially them winning in a ladder match. But God, if Tommaso's really that hurt, I... That really does put a damper in this because it's like, Authors of Pain have had their run. You don't have to pin them to lose the titles. They are right, get them back. You can have them feud with different teams. Authors can come back and get the belts at some point. Because I don't think DIY is on the way up just yet because I think we've hit the, the stopgap on bringing people up from NXT just now. I don't know, this injury really screwed up. You know, throws a wrench into everything. That's, that's for damn sure. Alright, um, Omega official pick is? Uh, the Authors. Lindsay, official pick is? Authors. In turn. Begrudgingly, authors. I'm going to go authors, and the eight ball is going with DIY, because eight ball picked before injury. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid eight ball. It should have forecast the injury. It really should have. Eight ball goes with Blue Cross Blue Shield. <laughs> eight ball does not read the dirt sheets. The local <laughs> medical facility. <laughs> All right. Up next... We have the NXT Women's Championship is Asuka versus Ruby Riot versus Nikki Cross versus Ember. Oh, wait. God damn you, Rock. <laughs> you son of a this bitch. This is not your event. Hashtag no, Glenn Brent. I was, I was saying they're going, TakeOver looked so good about, th- you know, three weeks ago. <laughs> and I single-handedly fucked it over. So was this your plan? Hey, I'm not the one with the plan, Okay. I just, I act spur of the moment. I live in the now. You live in the now. Did you really just say that? (laughs) (laughs) We know you. Just saying. Anyway, I'm sorry, Omega. Go ahead. I was just going to tell him to be real careful watching Roderick on Saturday. (laughs) No. God, the no. You've got one left on the NXT roster. Don't hurt Roderick. He just had a baby. Or his wife just had a baby. Don't. No, 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 hurt him. Dad should be home with wife. No. <laughs> so this whole thing they're doing with Asuka, 
to get us back on track, kind of. They're really trying hard to make her an unlikable heel, but it's really not working. Like, she's very nonchalant about everything. Oh, is an interview? Is this this interview over yet? Oh, William Regal's talking? I just laugh and I walk away. She doesn't care, but the fans love her anyway. It's well established. Asuka does not give a flying fig about anything, right? Anything. So, we love her for that. She's female Lesnar. She's there to break things. She's very good at breaking things, and she doesn't care about things that do not involve breaking something. Like she's breaking Goldberg's record. Like a boss. And her her reign's been more impressive. Yeah, like, what I found funny was, like, in the car on on Wednesday, they're like, oh, you know, were you worried about, you know, facing three, three girls or two girls? And it's like, didn't she face, like, four? Three or four at the last takeover? Uh, two takeovers ago. Because the one before this was Ember. Before that was Peyton... Nikki and, and and Billy Kay. Yeah, so it's like, why would she be worried about having a four-way again? She's already done it, and she beat all of them. Because, like the, go ahead. the whole point of this version of Asuka is nobody is ready for Asuka until somebody upstages and surprises Asuka. Because that's how this is going to go, is she's just getting overconfident and cocky because she knows she can beat everybody. Ember Moon's been her toughest challenge to date, and now Ember's on the shelf thanks to Brent. Which means it won't be someone like Nikki Cross or Ruby Riot who comes up with the upset. It would be sort of maybe like a Liv Morgan, where she gets very confident, very cocky, and that's how it ends. Maybe? No, I think they're going to wait on Ember. They're going to they're gonna wait. They're going to give it the eclipse. Yeah, yeah. you're going to have... Yeah. You're going to have Ember... Ember, Ember hit the Ember. eclipse. Ember! Ember hit the eclipse, and it's, it's, it's done. What it's I, all going to build to that move. Yeah, because that was the whole story behind the first one, is that Ember could not hit the Eclipse. And that was the big question. If she hits that, can she beat Asuka? I felt like, going into this one, I felt like the thing to do would have been to actually let Ember hit that Eclipse, put Asuka down, but have someone have Nikki steal the win. To know, yes, that would have beaten her, but she didn't get the pinfall. I could have seen that go on. Not now. No, that that did not happen. You don't honestly. Well, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say it's a little out the window at this point. I, honestly, to me, Ember, Lu- or I'm sorry, uh, Oscar losing to Nikki Cross, I wouldn't complain about that because they've done such a good job so far of building Nikki Cross that she's that unknown. You don't know which way she's coming, other than from crazy. She's just batshit crazy enough to pull something off. So it's like she's essentially the crazier version of Ambrose. So now it's okay. All right, she's supposedly out of her mind but is she crazy crazy or is she crazy like a fox that's where you have to wonder and could she come for oscar and could she take oscar's title yeah especially since there's another girl in the mix yeah that could happen but i don't think it will i think they're going to continue her and, and uh ruby yeah. but you could have nikki cross take the title easy oscar she- doesn't have to be pinned to lose the championship oscar just has to be out of the ring for three seconds when somebody pins somebody else and that's how it ends. And if you think about it, it's a really clever way to take the title off of Asuka because she doesn't lose it. She's not pinned. Somebody else is. Yeah. Still protects her. So she still looks strong. She's still good to go. And she can come back and she can come for whoever takes her title and goes, no, 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 no. You never pinned me. You never beat me. You beat, so you know, you beat, if it's Nikki Cross, you beat Ruby Riot. If it's Ruby Riot, you beat Nikki Cross. You didn't beat me, which then leads to your her rematch either 
on a future NXT or at the next TakeOver further down the line. I just feel that would be a weak way to end her reign, though. No, because then you have Asuka get pissed, and she starts killing people. But she's already killing people, so I, I don't know. To me, that but- just feels weak. You can't really have someone come in there and finally, like, it, it's more convincing to me than someone going in there and beating Asuka one, two, three on their own. Yeah, the Eclipse being built up to eventually be the move that does that, that tells a story, but it also means that Ember should technically be able to run through the entire roster just as easily. At least this way you have that moment of, well, Asuka's still indomitable, but someone else can hold the title for now, and it's just a matter of Asuka getting back to the championship, not necessarily, you know, you know, you, you, you do something other than having that need for a dominant champion. That feels like Christian losing in King of the Mountain and still claiming to be an undefeated two-time champion in, in TNA Wrestling. Just saying. You just had to go there with it. Anyway! I did. I did. Bring, anyway. I'm bringing the facts. Brent, thoughts? Anything? I don't know. It's that kind of thing of, like you said, it's the Lesnar, it's the Goldberg with Asuka. I don't know if having Nikki steal the title, essentially, through a, you know, like, a quick pinfall of Ruby or even just beating Ruby for it, I don't know if that satisfies the story. It's hard. It's, I mean, it does give the chance to have the belt on someone else. It does give the chance for Asuka to chase a little bit again. But I don't know. The the way the story feels, it needs to be someone beats Asuka. You set up that next person to help lead the women's division, as opposed to someone who happens to take the belt. Yeah. And I think it was set up for Ember to do that. And unfortunately, well, Ember's hurt. Damn it. Unless she pulls a Naomi and shows up at the pay-per-view. I don't think they would pull that. I don't think she's... Yeah. Her arm was still in a sling just a couple weeks ago. All right, official picks, Lindsay. Asuka. Omega. Asuka. In turn. The dominant Asuka. Asuka. Eight ball goes Ruby Riot. NXT Of course it does. NXT Championship. (laughs) Bobby Roode, Hideo Tommy, Lindsay, thoughts, go. I'm going to selfishly, because he's on my team. (laughs) (laughs) Selfishly champion Hideo Tommy, because I'll take the points. Why not? Hideo... God love Hideo. He has been fraught with complications, whether it's injuries, delays, what have you. The poor dude should have should have gotten a crack of the title a long, long time ago. Should have had the title a long, long time ago if it weren't for that dang shoulder. Now here he is. He's back. He's finally getting a shot at Bobby Roode. It's Hideo. He still carries enough clout where he's badass enough. They've done a nice job with him, building him to Roode's title, but it doesn't feel like this is it. No, they, they've done a good job of building him up on TV to be credible. You know, in his return, yeah, he's been injured a lot, but he still is dangerous enough to be able to, when he comes back, challenge for that belt and be viable in that fact. But I think especially the way that you know, he's getting to Bobby. Security comes out, he lays them to waste. I always love when they do that. And, so and, awesome. and the best one was when he picked up the one security guard, looked directly at Rude, nails the GTS on him, and then Rude, of course, in true heel fashion, tries to get the one up when his back's turned and gets nailed with it himself. And I think that's really that's really going to be the moment in this match. It's not necessarily who wins or loses, is if Hideo hits the GTS in Chicago. Yeah, that that's going to be the storyline of 
if he hits that move in the center of the ring in Chicago, what's the reaction? <laughs> <laughs> See him who? Right? Because let's be real, Hideo does it so much better. Well, yeah, it, that's what happens when you make the move. I know, I know, I get that, but it's like... <coughs> Just night and day in comparison. Hideo, it just looks so much better by Hideo. Mm-hmm. It really does. And what's been great about watching Hideo is he actually looks healthy. Mm-hmm. Like, I've got two schools of thought on this match, which is, one, you have the traditional WWE logic of, well, he looks powerful now, so he's probably not coming up the winner in this pay-per-view. And he is very injury-prone, so maybe a bit of a risk to put a title belt on him. But there's also the school of, he's a huge star internationally. Like, everyone still knows who the hell Kenta is and how great he is in the ring. And now that he is healthy and back and seems to have a groove, maybe it's a it's a now or never situation. Like, if we're going to put the belt on him, better do it now. Because when are they going back to Japan? Isn't it really soon? Isn't it, like, end of end of June or something? Or in June? Don't know. Anyway, here's another thought to think of. If Hideo loses, who's the next one to challenge Rude? See, I don't think this would have been the end of a feud either. I think you would have had time to put Roderick Strong through his program with Sanity and build him up to be that challenger. Agreed. McIntyre, maybe? Drew needs to be built as well. Yeah, he's still fresh back. I'm not even sure what side of the coin he's on, face or heel yet. And here's the thing. You could put, you could have Hideo win, and Rock's gonna yell at me because I'm gonna ride the line really hard. <laughs> you could have Hideo win, but Bobby retain the title. But no, you don't. You ride. could do that. You could, but no. Or you have Hideo win, and you have Bobby and Hideo feud over the title, where Bobby gets the title back. Has Bobby been pinned yet? I don't think so. Mm, no. He's technically he's he took he's technically taken losses, but only in only in tag team because he ditched on the Dusty yeah, Rose Classic. Yeah, he ditched Ty. See, the thing is, is it's like they've made such a big deal about Hideo hitting the GTS and hitting it on Rude and just leaving Rude for dead, laying in the middle of the ring. That it's like if Hideo hits the GTS on Bobby, he almost has to win, doesn't he? Mm. If Bobby kicks out of the GTS, see. When you said Rude retains, but Hideo wins, I just had this vision in my head of Hideo hits the GTS, Rude falls out of the ring, and is just dead weight. Gets counted out. Can't pull him back into the ring. It's, It's that, or Rude falls out, Hideo tries to get him, Rude, you know, is just a sack of potatoes for it, and then, you know, the 10 count hits, and then Rude stumbles away. If there's a shady finish to this that lets Hideo win, but let Rude keep the belt, what I would love is for Rude's choir to all jump the ring at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) No, the pianists. The pianists. (laughs) No, I just think think 20 people in white robes just beating down... Hideo in the middle of the ring. Screw sanity. Get the entire choir. It would be like someone pissed off a temple of Shaolin monks. <laughs> anyway, Brock, what are your thoughts? They've been building this up for Hideo, and Bobby's been on the receiving end of a lot. They did a whole, like, last night, the whole show was built around Hideo, Hideo, Hideo. Look at all the great things sort of Hideo's done. Bobby's got to get his heat back think. You know, I kind of want to go with Hideo to get the belt. Bobby's retaining this belt. I don't think they can trust Hideo with the belt just because of how injury prone he's become in the last year and a half. And that's sad to say. Okay, but does two two shoulder injuries really make him injury prone? Yes. 
<laughs> for as long as he's been out with them? Yeah. The length of time is what hurts him. <clears throat> if they were minor injuries, no. These were two major injuries that required major surgery. Okay, but we've talked about this before. And a lot of these guys that are coming in from the Indies, they're ticking time bombs in terms of injuries. I mean, how long was Hideo be- healthy before he came to WWE? That's the question. It's like you could say the same thing about Balor. You could. You really could. Balor comes up the night after Russell, or uh, comes up for draft, wrestles for the title, and gets hurt and has to relinquish it the next night with a shoulder injury. But that was a fluke, though. Well, you could say Hideo's first injury was a fluke. Say the second one was, too. Second one more than the first. Technically, they're all flukes, you know, unless you pay Rikishi to do it. It's more intentional. He did it for The Rock. He did it for the people. You know, Seth Rollins the same way. I mean, it's like a lot of these guys that have been out on the indies for years haven't necessarily taken the best care of themselves. So it's in terms of injuries, it's only a matter of time before they get hurt. Hideo just got is a really unfortunate timing because it's like he he got hurt and he was out forever and there were complications with that where it didn't heal right so he's out even longer and then he finally comes back and he's back like what a week two weeks then he gets hurt again yeah and on the flip side if Hideo doesn't win you lose a lot of stock in him I mean he really he needs it like he needs the win but I don't know if he needs the title that's what makes this really 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 hard that's why you're riding that line the tape. I have to do it at least one match. I know, we have eight more to go later. Um, And I'll do it again. Especially in a, in a family battle. Um, Omega, who you got? Uh, this is a hard call. I think I think it's a do-or-die moment for Hideo. I, if you don't put the belt on him now, I don't think you ever get the chance to do it. So you're going Hideo? Yeah, that's a Hideo pick. Because that just felt like you're riding that line. I'm, I am kind of writing that line because it's traditional WWE booking versus I know NXT doesn't necessarily follow traditional booking. Join me on the line. It's it's a comfy place. <laughs> is is the it's it's just a line though? I mean, is it is there room for us both? Or yeah, you can walk it. Ooh, that's leads a good to line. the ring of you know leads to the ring of fire. And at the end, are there great balls of fire? Wait, no. What's two months from now? Intern, who you got? I might have to join the line. I think I think it's going to be Hideo wins, Rude retains through through some kind of count out, low blow something. Just and but I don't think Hideo is done with this. <laughs> I don't know. This takeover just feels like it's a it's not over yet kind of thing. Well, it's, it's the first takeover after Mania, so yeah. I I just feel like. There's just no conclusion to a lot of these matches. It's the build-up, and it's going to go to the next one. In my head, I just pictured the finish. Bobby holds the tights, one, two, three, gets the win. Hideo is upset. He brings him back in the ring, hits the GTS. Everyone goes home happy. He hits the GTS on Bobby Roode. I can honestly see them booking it that way. Hideo jumps out of the ring and systematically GTSs every single member of the choir. Hmm. Takes out the entire first row of fans too. That's the no the no the choir takes the last twenty minutes of the show. <laughs> some of them are really good runners. I, I really want to pick Hideo. I'm gonna go. Bobby retains. Lindsay. Hideo wins. Bobby retains. There's some sort of shenanigans that allow Bobby to keep the belt, which leads to another match, either again on a future NXT taping or at the next takeover, where you build to Hideo eventually taking that title off of Rude. Eight ball goes with Hideo Atami. So that's NXT takeover. Yay! There's still no Aleister Black. Why is there no Aleister Black? I've already explained this to you. They're taping a match with him. It's going to air on Wednesday, which you'll see on, on TV on Wednesday. That's all. Hey, hey, hey. Gargiampa's hurt. 
They could cancel the tag match and they could put Alistair on. Just saying. They could. That is not going to happen. Who's he facing? They just say he's in action. That doesn't help. You're supposed to know these things. Omega, plug your Twitters. My Twitters? I have but the one, Rock. That one is at TJ Omega, which if you Google, you find me a lot all over the place. He's a giant. Except on Facebook. Yeah, except on Facebook. TJ reviews there. I know. Omega. Omega is a giant organization. (laughs) I don't know. I might be getting disorganized lately. Could say something, but you would kill me if I said it. So we're not going to say a word. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go to break, right, Lindsay? We are gonna go to break. Brent, you wanna plug anything? Before we go I don't have, I don't have anything to plug. Follow him on Twitter at Kane Kittens. Hashtag blame Brent. Hashtag blame Brent. Because yeah, when injuries all- happen, it's all his fault. Anyway, when we come back, we are gonna be doing the news. And later in the show, we are talking all things backlash. You don't want to miss it. So you're listening to The Rack right here on wildtalkradio.com, and we will be right back. about when your favorite WTR program is on the air. Don't worry, we've got you covered. You can listen to WTR on the go with TuneIn Radio. Just download the TuneIn Radio app for your Android or iPhone, iPad or tablet, and search for Wild Talk Radio Network. Best of all, it's free. What are you waiting for? Download the TuneIn Radio app today. Tune in to WTR wherever you are. Every Monday night, get caught up with everything that happens on Monday Night Raw with the Raw Post Show. Suplex City, bitch! From the big returns... Maybe I have one more ass-kicking left in. I thought to myself, maybe I have one badass spear left in me. Then I thought to myself, maybe I have one last devastating jackhammer in me. So, Brock Lesnar, not only does that mean that you're next, but most importantly, it means, Brock Lesnar, you're last! To the shocking moment. First off, thank you so much for that. Yeah, what's up, Detroit? And the moments that leave you speechless. You know, Chris, if you're going to put something on that list, why don't you start with that terrible scarf of yours? I mean, while I'm looking at you, you can add those rinky-dink tattoos on there, your tacky little haircut, your creepy mustache, and how about those trunks, Sparkle Crotch? What? Sparkle Crotch. They're sparkly, rhinestones all over the place. Sparkle Crotch. Go ahead, get it on the list, write it down. Sparkle Crotch. 
I'm going to say this one time. I am not Sparkle Crotch. It's the Raw Post Show, Monday nights, live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. What is the greatest television theme song of all time? CB Radio has decided. It's the Greater Than Grey debate heard every Saturday night midnight ish Eastern Time on the Wild Talk Radio Network. The Adams Family, their house is a museum. When people come to see them, they really are a scream. The Adams Family. You can look, but you can't touch. You keep dreaming on the stars above. Hi, this is Bree, and this is Nikki, and we're the Battle Twins, and you're listening to the Rap Radio Show. Something in your eyes lets me see right through you. Right here on WildDogRadio.com, brought to our friends over at Wrestling Figure Photography. Follow the journey today at Instagram.com slash MBG1211. Also, if you're listening to us over at RackRadioShow.com, WildDogRadio.com, or Gerwick.net, thank you so much for joining us. You missed our fabulous NXT recap, but you know what? You can catch up with it tomorrow over at FightBooth.com because, you know, they're awesome over there. And now... Rock and I are going to dive into the news, and, well, we did some of it on the NXT review because, well, somebody had to, you know, screw himself. He, he did. So let's get Dave, dive deeper and go officially into the injury roundup. This is where we the smart thing to do this. Bones breaking, backs cracking, shoulders snapping. It's this week's injury roundup. So, as we mentioned in the NXT preview for TakeOver, uh, this is unconfirmed at this point, but it appears that Tommaso Ciampa is injured. He suffered a knee-slash-leg injury tonight at a house show. Uh, there is no word at this point from WWE what's going on with TakeOver, if anything. Uh, I think everybody's still waiting for it all to get confirmed, so we'll keep you updated on that one as it progresses, although we don't think we expect any updates tonight. Hashtag blame Brent. And, well, we have a follow-up to a blame Brent. That's right. The monster among men, Braun Strowman, hurt his elbow. And it's being reported that, well, when they went in for surgery this past week, it seems it was actually shattered, and he may be out six months. Keywords, maybe. Maybe. 
don't don't believe everything you hear or read, folks. But that's the official report from WWE. So we wish Braun the best as he recovers from his injury. We have one other blame brand. Former N- uh, former IWGP champion Hiroshi Tanahashi is off the rest of the New Japan Super Best of Super Juniors tournament with a ruptured right bicep tendon suffered at Ring of Honor's War of Worlds tour finale this past weekend. Hashtag blame Brent. Usually, Never fun. Usually when you rupture a tendon, you would be out months. He'll be back on June 9th because in Japan, you don't get surgery. You tough it out. You put you rub some dirt on it, you're fine. And that's what he's doing. That seems so not okay. And, uh, well, he's not actually putting dirt on it, but yeah. Still, it's not the right move. He should take time off. Agreed. But maybe he can't afford to. Maybe not. Who knows, but feel better. Feel better. So, up next, because we're going to stay on Brent for a second, his favorite red-haired diva made the news this past week as it was announced that she is off of Total Divas, fueling the rumors that she is, in fact, done with WWE. Could be that she's wrapping up and finishing up in the by, I think, the end of the month. It seems like she, her time is up. Her time is now. She'll be moving on to movies and what have you. They're looking for replacements. Charlotte's name is being tossed around. Uh... Becky Lynch's name is being tossed around. Alexa Bliss's name is being tossed around as possible replacements. Never know. Maybe if they hire Maria Canellas, you throw Maria Canellas on that show. We enjoy the Total Divas. It's the Rack Extra. Total Divas available whenever it's on the air. All full season is available at RackRadioShow.com for season six. You can go back and listen to all those episodes. Yeah. Personally, I'm okay with Becky or Alexa. Or Charlotte. I'm okay with Charlotte, too. I'm okay with Charlotte, but, you know, it's like Becky or Alexa. You know. Cool. Might be a better fit. Might be a better fit. So, yeah. But way to go, Brent. Way to go. What's next? Up next, because, well, we have no transition for this. Um, speaking of specials and things we enjoy, there we go. There's our transition. Uh, d- as of tomorrow, the UK special will be available for download. It comes out at 3 p.m. here in the States, which I think is 8 p.m. in... Well, not for download, but yeah, it'll be streaming live on the network at 8 p.m. UK time, 3 p.m. Eastern, noon on the West Coast, but who really cares if it's on the West Coast time? Personally, I think they're releasing it at the perfect time because that's when I get really slow at work. So, hey, I can sit there and watch wrestling. Woohoo! Not really. There you go. But, yeah, um, that's a thing. I'm looking forward to it. You'll have Mark Andrews versus Tyler Bate, and Trent Seven, I believe, is against Wolfgang for the number one contendership spot. So, it all, you'll get the whole setup for TakeOver tomorrow on the WWUK special, which will be hosted by Jim Ross and Nigel McGuinness. We talked about that last week. Hey, that should be good. And, well, speaking of partnerships, new partnerships, I don't know. I have no transitions tonight. I mean, the news this week is so random because they were in Europe this week, so it's like all completely random stuff. Mm-hmm. WWE and Sonics announced a new partnership that's going to be called the Rocket League Partnership. No, they're with Rocket League. Announced Rocket League Partnership will be a sponsor for all the network shows leading through SummerSlam. So they're one of the major sponsorship partners. Hey! There uh, you go. That, that's pretty cool. And you know what's not cool? What? Getting arrested. Hashtag blame sub. God, that's just as creepy as yours. <laughs> Impact Wrestling employee House Snow was arrested this weekend in Kentucky. However, Snow has already released a statement saying the whole thing isn't as bad as it sounds. He was arrested in Winchester, Kentucky on Monday night for a failure to appear charge from a previous court date, according to reports. To clear up my arrest, I had a ticket from two years ago. He tweeted, took care of it, but thanks to a typo, there was a bench warrant for... For me, I was completely unaware of. As a result of this, uh, Snow was said was arrested because he had car trouble, and that 
uh, they, they found them on the side of the road. As a type of result of my arrest, now I spent time in the big house, LOL. He also did mention, now he, you know, don't mess with him or he will shank you. But that was not in this report. Ha ha ha. So, anyway, well, good to know that Al Snow got things cleared up. Yeah. Uh, Ashley on Twitter goes, I don't think Paige will be on the next season of Total Divas either. No. Well. More than likely, no. But, but, then, but then again, then again, you never know because they, they have a movie coming out with her at some point. So they may stick her on the show. Who knows? Paige is kind of sort of that wild card that nobody's really sure what's going on with her right now. There are a lot of rumors swirling because of her circumstances. So it's just she's sort of a wait and see what they do with her at this point kind of thing. Yeah. Oh. Because I think they want to make sure everything's straightened out with her mentally before they, they proceed. Yeah. So... On that note, I say we take our second and final break of the evening, and when we come back, we're going to be doing the SmackDown Throwdown, talking all about Backlash, and a little talking smack, because a little smack got talked Tuesday night, and we have to talk about that. Plus, plus tweet a week. I was getting to that. Oh, before you do, before you actually send us a break really quick. God. Even for a million dollars, CM Punk won't come back, so stop chanting his name. They're not going to stop. Just so you know. And they're going to be in Chicago. Be smart, Chicago. They're not going to be snark- smart. Anyway. They're going to be snarky. They're going to be snarky. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Rack right here on WildTalkRadio.com. Tuesday night, step inside the virtual realm with WTR Sims. It's Boots the Asses time! Watch as your favorite WTR personalities battle it out to find out which one truly is the best. To be the man! You gotta beat the man! Watch it live Tuesday nights 11.30pm Eastern at twitch.tv slash show, Or on demand at youtube.com slash show. Tuesday nights will never be the same again with WTR Sims. The evolution of online sports entertainment begins again on Sunday nights when you step into the ring with Wrestle Talk Radio. Covering all the latest in the WWE, TNA, and the indie scene. Plus, providing you with the most comprehensive coverage of every WWE and TNA pay-per-view. Join WrestleTalk Radio every Sunday night, live only on the Wild Talk Radio Network. Celebrating five years of the award-winning The Rack. And uh, I always say the main event of WrestleMania is always my most memorable moment. The most memorable moment during that time... Uh, at WrestleMania 27, which I know that isn't your question, which one other than, but there was a, a moment that nobody actually saw 
that I had with all my 10 best friends that were sitting front row, uh, that those 10 guys would sit in my living room in uh, 1998 and watch every WrestleMania, every pay-per-view at my house. Those guys oh, wow. were front row during WrestleMania 27 when John Cena's entrance is going on and all the lights are on him, everyone's staring at him. I went over to my, my friends, showed them the title, and looked at them and said, guys, we did it. And they were just going nuts, ecstatic. And that's like my most memorable moment that I have to this day. Join us June 29th for the celebration at 10 p.m. Eastern, only on the Wild Talk Radio Network. Greatest man that ever lived always liked a good rack. And you're listening to the greatest rack on Wild Talk Radio Network. Right here on wildtalkradio.com, brought to our friends over at Wrestling Figure Photography. Follow the journey today at Instagram.com slash MBG1211. Also, if you're listening to us over at Gerwick.net, rockradioshow.com, or wildtalkradio.com, thank you so much for joining us. And well, if you've missed our previous two segments, you're going to have to go check them out at fightboot.com when the show comes out tomorrow. But you just tuned in. Good news. You're just in time for Tweet of the Week. Well, I used to be the kind of person spending time on my space Until the spammers ended up taking over my place And I was so bitter Until I found Twitter Ooh, a place where you can go ahead and write what you're feeling 140 characters or less is what you're giving My addiction starts to climb I go to refresh my timeline Cause I won't stop tweeting no more no more it cannot wait i'm sure kevin owens drifting boars tweeted ty's farewell and it's a video of ty saying goodbye to the nxt universe at nxt san diego and kevin replies how cute oh hey don't ever say my name again unless you're telling people how great i am at wwe dillinger p.s nice new finishing move Pete Dunn. Over the course of two shows today, I used at least four fans, two refs, and a tag team partner as weapons. I also pedigreed a ref into a cake. Mmm, cake. Mmm, cake. I want cake. CBBC. Spoiler alert. Seamus was on BBC MOTD kickabout and was definite, and it was definitely not epic. And it's a gif of him, well, being not epic. Spoiler alert! To which he replies, I hit hashtag the bar, which he did. Baron Corbin, my mom can beat up your mom. Hashtag an EOD. Happy Mother's Day. I love how he was able to do a Mother's Day tweet and stay in character. That that, that was well done. Yeah. Seamus, taking the wee rookie Drew McIntyre to see Guardians 2. Hopefully they have Scottish subtitles and earn bruh. 
Hashtag Haggis. He got his Scottish husband back. I'm so happy. He, I think he's, he's very happy that... Um, Daddy's home! Something, something to that effect. Taking that soundboard away from you now. James Ellsworth. WWE Universe, who do you think has a bigger crush on me? Becky Lynch or Charlotte? Neither can have me, though. Duh. And Becky replies, I see what's happened. When we said we wanted to crush you, your peanut brain got confused. Slay Gilmer replied, that's gimmick infringement and you know it. And he tags Lana and Rusev and Becky replies, I'm sure they'd allow it. He, ne- he needs to do this. Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Here, kitty, kitty. This is so much creepier after talking smack. Anyway, Kevin Owens. On this day two years ago, I showed up on Raw to assault my child's hero on national television. Happy anniversary, John Cena. Okay. All right. Not after every tweet. That's not the one I thought it was. Anyway, continue. Donald Trump. This is the single greatest witch hunt of a politician in American history. To a Seth Moulton... The representative from Salem, Massachusetts, replies, As the representative of Salem, Massachusetts, I can confirm that this is false. <laughs> Greatest reply ever. Well done. Well done. Pete Dunn. Yes, that is me body slamming a fan, making an attempt to cheer myself up. Hashtag human weapon. Hashtag throw people at people. To which Trent Seven also replies, I so wanted to moonsault. Trent, you are supposed to be the adult in this. Supposed to be. <laughs> Supposed to be. Don't tell me all three of you need adult supervision. I mean, I knew Pete did, but not you. Anyway, that's all I have. Luke Harper. It's Sunday. You know what that means. Tyler Reeves, you got the day right this time. Good job, bud. <laughs> WWE Creative Dean Ambrose won't go away. He's the herpes of the WWE. Three-man booth. Update. Neville's ring, Paige's house, Roman's yard, Bray's world, Finn's universe, hashtag raw. Kyle Lewis. Keep it five-star. Enzo Mori, better be careful. Tag partners are turning on each other. Big Cass will kick you right out of your overalls. Hashtag raw. Three man booth. DT Bray. Don't trust Bray. Not a lie? Not a lie. Whitney Cummings. Going to Starbucks for tea is like going to a drug dealer for a high five. Again, not a lie. Somebody be creative is. It's Radio versus Baron Corp, but going out on a limb and say that you shouldn't look for too many dives. Hashtag reasons to watch SmackDown. Shark Boy. My favorite kind of bars are dive. Bars. See what he did there? Really? Mm-hmm. Stevie Richards, instead of all this dive drama, we should all be talking about real issues in this world. Oh, and how awful the Go- Ghostbuster remake was. Tyler Breeze, it's Tuesday. You know what that means, at Luke Harper. No, it means SmackDown Live and also means more fashion files. Bless them so much. Rusev, sorry SmackDown Live. I had to make the Preds game. See you when I see you. Richard Triumph, not since 2004 have I cared more about a wrestler with balloons. Thank you, Eric Rowan. Balloons. This one's for the intern. Because it's sort of mad. Skip Bayless tweeted, LaMarcus Aldridge, $20 million man shrinking, fading away, disappearing on both ends. Richard Deitch. Skip Bayless, $6.5 million man, shrinking, fading away, disappearing against Paw Patrol and Bubble Guppies. Because it's true, his rating suck. Uh, WWE Creative Ish, got the new, get the new Brock Lesnar Eat Sleep Dive Verticulitis Repeat shirt. Hashtag merch. Okay, that's clever. <laughs> Impact uh, Wrestling. Uh, a one-on-one fight between Real EC3 and James Stern Brand, but Real uh, Nick Aldis was ringside. Is Magnus looking for a slam subversary uh, challenger? And then uh, Magnus tweeted, which he apparently deleted. Oh, here it is. I want Pritchard. Owen Pritchard, Bruce's meds on the pole. And EC3 replied, I'll fight you for the 
for the EDS. Yes, for the meds, he meant. I'll fight you for the meds, so there you go. And Josh Matthews. Anyone is greater than Joseph Park, who is also Real Abyss. Hashtag, I'm not 11 years old. Our man, Joseph Park, replied. You just have the IQ of an 11-year-old. Hashtag, 11-year-old mentality. Joseph Park. Joseph Park, one of our favorite guests of all the times, back on television. I'm so happy. Yes! I don't know why Joseph Park makes me so happy, but Joseph Park makes me really, really happy. I love Joseph Park. He has uh, a man bun now, too. Yes, he does. He's grown his hair out. Well, he's always grown his hair out, because he's other... Anyway, I'm not talking about... other people. This is true, this is true, this is true. So what are we doing now? So, well, I say we do Backlash and mix a little Smackdown Throwdown in with it. All right, so which bumper do I hit, the Smackdown or the other one? Hit your pay-per-view bumper. All right, time for the pay-per-view preview. The Rax Pay-Per-View Preview. Backlash! Edition. Give fancy fireworks and everything. I'm so proud. <laughs> hey, you asked for it last time. I'm very proud. <laughs> and because we're doing that, we're going to mix in. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's SmackDown Showdown. Yes! 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 And let's kick it off with sort of a SmackDown, but it was more talking. Smack was where we're starting. Eric Rowan and Luke Harper. Talk about Eric Rowan. All right. So Eric Rowan has been absent from television for a few weeks now. He's sort of been abandoned by Bray. Same thing goes for Luke. And well, Eric's Eric's been um, experimenting in his free time. He's been building friends, as it were. That's a good way to put it. He's actually physically building friends. And well, they had him on Talking Smack on Tuesday, and wouldn't you know it, the creepy bastard rolls up in his cheat mask, because he never goes anywhere without the cheat mask. Mm-hmm. Ever. Rolls up with his sheet mask and a bag and a balloon. And he's been experimenting with the balloon thing at house shows where it's basically what people thought was a clown gimmick where he wears a clown mask or like a clown sheet mask and he gives somebody a balloon and then he pops the balloon. So what he does is he walks in, he's got the clown mask on and he gives the, the balloon to Renee and he pops the balloon. Okay. And then he laughs. <laughs> and he has this... I had to give people a second to absorb that. He has the creepiest laugh. Like, it's beyond anything Bray's ever done. See, I can... Mm, he has a very creepy laugh. I, I will not deny that his laugh is creepy. But, as is where I'm stalling to find it, I have a laugh that's creepier that I can find and play for you. But keep talking about what you did so I can have a second to find it. I have to... Yeah, I have to remember all of it. So then they do the interview and Eric starts talking about... His friends, and now he's brought his friends with him, and he starts pulling out sheep masks, and then he turns his attention to Luke. And well, hold, Eric, uh, hold, continue. Eric is very upset at Luke. So much so, he dropped the full name on him, Lucas. He, he got a he, Lucas. He dropped the Lucas. And I'm not even doing this segment justice. Y'all need to go watch this. Okay, here's the thing. In five minutes on Talking Smack, you got the most cre- uh, character development you could probably ever ask for for a grown character. He talks about th- these things that make him happy. These sheep masks, th- these clowns things make him happy. Which is awesome. Because it's like, you finally learn what makes him tick. And now, what also makes him tick is people leaving his family, which is what Luke Harper did. 
Luke Harper left the family because, you know, Bray's love affair with Randy Orton, which is a whole other story that we don't have time to get into tonight. Okay, think about this. From Eric Rowan's perspective, Eric's not exactly quite what of a term right. So Eric gets hurt, he goes away, and Bray essentially replaces him with Brandy mm-hmm. after the brand split. So, or actually technically he replaced him with Luke when Luke came back from injury and then they adopted Randy. That's how that actually went. But anyway, Randy joined the family to fill out the family. Mm-hmm. So Eric's out. He's gone. He comes back and he's expecting, you know, okay, Bray's going to be there and Luke's going to be there and then we're going to be together and we're going to be one big happy family and everything's going to be fine. And what does he come back to? But, you know, the compound's been destroyed and Luke and Bray are fighting and Bruce, Luke is rebelling against his father. And, you know, Eric's like, wait, what the hell? And Luke is no longer a member of the family through really what was a mutual parting of the ways, creative differences, whatever you want to call it. Creative differences. <laughs> I don't I don't know how else to put it. I really don't. But anyway, so Eric sees this, Eric's pissed. Because, like Rock said, we got more backstory in Eric growing through this segment, in which he says, I've been left a lot in my life, so Luke leaving the family triggered him. Which then wanted him to get the match with him at, at um, Backlash because he blames Luke for everything. He blames him for leaving him, blames him for the family breaking apart, even though Bray played a major part in it. And another thing we learned is... Let's call what it is. Bray broke up with Luke. Uh, Bray cheated on Luke. That's more the, the story. Um, well, no, I really wouldn't call it cheating because it was like a polyamorous relationship where, you know, Bray had his constant, he had Luke, but, you know, Bray would also basically have side chicks that Luke was generally cool with, except for Randy, because Randy tried to then edge Luke out of where he was, which was, you know, the partner, spouse, first wife of Bray, yeah, and tried to, you know, take Luke's spot, which Luke was just not having. What we also learned is the mask, the new mask, is like, it's... It keeps him calm. The gas mask is like, it's sort of like a paper bag. It centers him, which is great character development. And just, again, you have to see the segment to do it justice. So just to kind of explain the different masks, the different masks have different personalities and he takes on the personality of the mask, whatever he's wearing. Mm-hmm. And so it's very much representative, I think, of people. At least that's what, when I see it, that's what I think of. So it's like the calming mask. Because it has hair on it. And you don't know where the hair came from, if it's human or not. But it's like the calming mask has brown hair. Who could always calm Luke down, or calm Eric down? Mm-hmm. Bray. Yeah. So the, the calming mask could be very much representative of Bray. You know, the clown mask is representative of something else in Eric's life. But he takes on the different personalities of the different masks, which is really freaking cool. It is. Another thing we need to mention, he got all up in Renee Young's space. Yeah, he, 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 ha- he likes blondes. He, he has a thing for blondes. He, he, really he, he was trying to flirt with the Renee, and the Renee was not having it. No. No. They tried. So, okay, really quick, you mentioned Eric Rowan stuff, this is a creepier laugh. Really? What? Take that soundboard away from you. That, that, that was Lone Chopper, that's his creepy laugh. It wasn't one I just randomly found, that's, that's what I have. Anyway! Just, just saying, it's a creepy laugh. All of this led to Eric asking Shane for a match with Luke, Shane agreed, and then protected Renee from Eric as he left. So, now we have the Battle of the Brothers, Eric Rowan taking on Lucas 
Harper. Who, who you got? I never thought I would ever say this, but Eric, they're they're trying to build another heel for SmackDown because SmackDown does need does need that. Let's be real. You know, Eric's probably never going to go in the main event type thing, but he'll be good in the mid card. This is a case of fifty fifty booking. Eric Rowan got his win. Luke gives it, gets it back here. Luke Harper's winning. Either way, you know, it's a wash for me, but I'm. Really excited for this new character of Luke, of uh, Eric's. I keep wanting to say Luke, but it's like I'm really excited for this character of Eric's because it's different. It's like we all saw pictures of it and we're going, eh, I don't know about this. This could be really, really, really stupid. But with the way that he's doing it, I really like it because there's that psychological edge to it where you can see it and you can read into it and pick up on what he's doing. And it's almost as if Eric is creepier than Bray. Very true. Uh, the Magic 8-Ball and the video game with, with Lucas as well. So, there you go. So, what's next? On the pre-show, we have Ty Dillinger versus Aiden English. Ty. Ty, Ty Dillinger's winning. Video game. <laughs> <laughs> Ty's won the first two encounters. Ty's going to win the third encounter. Aiden's going to cry because Aiden cries. Video game goes with Ty. 8-Ball goes with Aiden English. We, lo- we love you, Aiden, but we like Ty better. Sami Zayn battles Baron Corbin because reasons. Because Baron keeps beating up Sami, so eventually... Sammy's going to need to get his comeuppance and get his revenge and all that fun stuff, but it's not tonight or Sunday. Baron's winning. Yeah, they're pushing Baron Corbin hard. Again, you need to build the heels on SmackDown. As much as I love Sammy, you're not going to do any damage to him by having him lose to Baron. So, Baron Corbin. It's not like they're doing anything with Sammy anyhow at this point. Yeah, can we, like, stop beating up Sammy and, you know, start pushing him after this, please? Video game goes Sammy, 8-ball goes Baron Corbin. Up next, Shinsuke Nakamura makes his in-ring debut for WWE main roster against the crybaby Dolph Ziggler. Shinsuke. Shinsuke. All the way. 8-ball and and the video game agree. So, quick quick side note. Um, a long time ago, about during the first ever in your house, or one of the first, it was one of the first few in your houses. They had the one, two, three kid versus Razor Ramon, and they had a crybaby match. Dolph Ziggler needs to be in a crybaby match because the one, two, three kid lost, and he had to put a diaper on. I wanna no, see, I want to see Dolph Ziggler in a diaper. No, we don't need to see Dolph getting kinky. But it would be funny. Mm, not as funny as you think it would be. It was funny when it happened to the one, two, three kid. He was knocked out. They threw the baby. Pa- Razor Ramon put the diaper on him. No. And with the baby powder and everything. And the one, two, no. three kid was so mad. I kind of wanted it to happen. Put Dolph in a diaper. Hashtag Dolph in a diaper. Oh, God. Tre- trending yeah. worldwide now. Hashtag Dolph in a diaper. I'm shaking my head at you. Good. Good. <laughs> you should be. Up next, Naomi, Charlotte, and Becky Lynch versus the welcoming committee, uh, Natalia, Carmella, and Tamina. This is a toughie, because the big question is, will Charlotte turn? Hashtag Dolph deserves diaper. <laughs> See what I started? Oh, Lord. Don't encourage him. This I- is this is hard, because it's like, technically the baby faces should win, but the feud's going to continue. So it doesn't do the feud any good if the baby faces win, so technically it should be the heels, you know? But I can see Ellsworth completely costing the welcoming committee the win. Hashtag Dofford diaper. <laughs> That's not as good. Oh, what's the thing? Um, yeah, here's the thing. Carmella has two wins over Naomi. So whatever happens here, Carmella always will have those claims in her in her pocket, right? Mm-hmm. So she could challenge Naomi for the belt. We all know the main re- the end result is going to be Charlotte versus um, Naomi for the belt. That's that's the end goal. But you have to get there along the way. You need some roadblocks, some stumbling blocks. Think you could do Carmella and Naomi next as the program. That's it. 
I don't think the heels win. I think Tamina takes the fall. Or, and Team Charlotte. Team Glowfire. Team Royal Glowfire. What about you? I'm having such a hard time picking this. Riding that line again. Riding that line. No, it's just, it's like, I can see it from both ways, but for the feud to continue, there needs to be a little bit of shenanigans where the baby faces lose. Well, we've had the baby faces lose in this build-up. They lost two weeks ago into the, the welcoming committee. It's been... The welcoming committees had their number lately. Yeah. Team Babyface. Team Glowfire. Royal Glowfire. Because you get to remember Charlotte. Royal Glowfire. I like Glowfire better. Better than T- Team PCB. Anyway. I like Submission Sorority, personally. <laughs> Talk about Kinky. Anyway. Up next, the United States tells on the line the face of America. Montreal's Kevin Owens takes on Adrian Styles. The crowd is going to be all over this. This is going to be really really good because it's Kevin and AJ. Again, I don't know who to pick because it's like, it's AJ and you put the US title on AJ and the feud continues because Kevin and AJ because Kevin's going to want to get his title back. But Kevin just lost the belt two weeks ago. Kevin just lost the belt. He just got it back. It's been two or three weeks. He just got the belt back. I'm going to say Kevin. What he's doing right now is too good and it doesn't hurt AJ to lose to Kevin because he can easily get it back. Yeah, Kevin Owens is going to win this matchup. Easy peasy, no doubt about it. He'll cheat, but he'll win. Yeah. Video game and Apol though disagree. They say AJ. Oh, back in track. Uh, video game with with Natty and Apol and with Becky. Up next, the Usos versus Brizango. Awesome stuff with the fashion police. The fashion files. Mm-hmm. I feel like Brizango should win this. I really, really, really do. Like the fact that you're you're taking time to do the vignettes and you're pushing them as hard as you're pushing them, they should win. SmackDown needs tag teams. The only other tag team on the roster is the New Day and our American Alpha. They're the only other two teams. The Colognes, they tried and they that push failed in two weeks. Ascension are no good. The Usos, they're one day-ish, whatever that means. Ish. One day is H. I, 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 I thought that was hysterical. One day is H. I want to say Breezango. I really am enjoying it. It's have, they've and they've given them a couple wins on television too over the Colognes and the Ascension. You need another tag team. You need you desperately in need of a credible team. And it's the Usos. They've been multiple time tag team champions. No, and I don't want to see. We've already been there, done that with New Day versus the Usos, though. So it's like, why would we want to see it again? I just really like the idea of this team that nobody took seriously coming in and upsetting the Usos and taking the titles. Yeah, I'm going Breezango. This feels like it. This feels like the right moment for them, for them to finally get that achievement. And plus, it would do wonders for Fandango and. Tyler Breeze to get the titles. It's a good feel-good moment. I mean, especially for Tyler Breeze. So, I mean, the Usos can take the loss. The Usos can lose the title. It's not going to hurt anything for them if they do. Again, it's the, they can always get them back because they're such an established tag team that it, I, at this point, I don't think it really matters. They don't do anything with the Usos. They're- you know, it's you, you need to build your tag division. So build your tag division. Do something interesting with it. Put it on somebody you would never think. Just and me- hey, fashion police. Just imagine the hilarity between the New Day and the Fashion Police. Over the titles. Mm-hmm. A-Ball and Video Game agree with us saying Brizango. And then in your main event for the WWE Championship, Randy Orton versus Jinder Mahal. I want Jinder to win this match. I want him to win it so bad. Jinder Mahal is boring. Jinder Mahal doesn't really have any good offensive maneuvers. His matches are just okay. He has only put on the two-star classic with AJ Styles. That's all he could get. AJ Styles could get out of 
Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal, yes, he can be in the right spots. Yes, he can do the... He's very proficient in the ring. But he's boring in the ring. He has no real personality. He should not be challenging for the WWE Championship. The only reason Lindsay wants Jinder Mahal to win is because she wants to watch the internet meltdown that the man from India via Calgary, Alberta, Canada is <laughs> the new WWE Champion because hashtag me- memes mean everything. Okay, here's the thing. Randy is going nowhere with that title. He took it off Bray at Mania. He didn't technically have to put it up against Bray in the House of Horrors match. So, he's facing gender. They've actually built gender into a relatively credible threat. And again, gender has something that he really hasn't had before, which is minions. The closest thing he came to was 3 3 and B, and we know how that went. So, it feels like they're putting an effort behind gender, and honestly, Randy doesn't need the title. What is Randy doing with it? Nothing. And I'm going to say, you know, they're going to India soon might be advantageous to have a descendant of Indian heritage win the title. Just a thought. You know, that's an awful, awful thought, right? It's not an awful thought. Gender is boring. I don't think he's boring. What does he do that's entertaining? Personally, I think his problems have been entertaining. I think the stuff with the Bollywood boys has been entertaining. I mean, it's got a shelf life. I will be the first to acknowledge that. It has a shelf life, absolutely. But it's entertaining. For me, at least. For you. And plus... Plus, it's the unexpected. It's gender, okay? Everybody's sitting here saying the same thing. It's gender. He's never going to win the title because it's gender. We all know it. It's like, this is the dude from 3MB. This is the dude that's never been pushed, right? He's not going to win the title. There's no way they're going to have him beat Randy Orton. And you know who we said that about? Kofi Kingston. And he beat Orton. Granted, it didn't do a lot for him, but he beat Randy Orton. Because then Orton killed his push in six weeks. Oh, I'm not saying it has to last long. I'm just saying you do the unexpected. You have Gender take the title off of Orton. And it challenges Randy Orton. Because here's the thing. Orton's walking in. He's like, yeah, okay. I beat Bray Wyatt. I'm good. I have the title. There's nobody here that right now that's really willing to challenge me that's credible. So here's this dude. I can put him away easy peasy. Except he can't. It's that cockiness factor where Randy gets showed up by a dude that nobody would think would. This match goes 15 minutes at the most. RKO. Randy Orton is still your WWE champion as we continue to hinder gender. I'm picking gender. I'm wrong, but I'm taking gender. Video game goes with Randy Orton. The eight ball sides with Lindsay. There's no way they're putting this belt on him. No way. I though them putting the belt on him would, would cause an internet meltdown. I would be okay with that. But uh, it's not going to happen. It's not a chance that it's happening. We're already doing one upset title win it's with Rizango. We're not doing two. You could. You could. But I doubt it. I highly doubt it. But anyway, that's SmackDown and picks and all that fun stuff. So, I think that does it. So, well, you do your plugs. Uh, Saturday Night Midnight Edition is another edition of CB Radio. We're going to do the Nintendo gr- game, Nintendo Video Game Greater Than Great Debate. Um, I already have my first out. It's very well documented, so do not put... Mr. Gimmick through in the first round, people. Just saying. Yes. Anyway. And there's another one that was suggested that's also an L. I'm being biased already. Anyway, check it out. The Great, the Great Faith on Super Radio Saturday Night Midnight Dish. 
See, we're live on Facebook, Twitter, and dot com. Hashtag blame Rob on a subject, guys. Tonight, 11 p.m. Eastern, it's Russell Talk Radio with Tim Stein, Heartbreak Mike, and the TJ Omega, who was here, here earlier tonight. They'll review Backlash after it airs. Monday Night Raw Post Show, 11, 10 p.m. Eastern. Tuesday night, it's WTR Sims. Go back. Or, that's 11.30 p.m. Eastern. Twitch.tv slash Rack Radio Show. Go back to YouTube.com slash Rack Radio Show and see how Tim lost the WTR Championship. It's available now at YouTube.com slash Rack Radio Show. We'll be back next Thursday night for another edition of the Rack. Reviewing uh, Backlash and more. It's the Rack. Thursday night is 10 p.m. Eastern. Rack Radio Show on Facebook, Twitter.com. YouTube.com slash Rock Radio Show. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and search Rock Radio Show at Wild Talk Radio. Facebook.com slash Rock Radio Show. Big announcements coming soon regarding the five-year show on June 29th. Ding! You good? Yeah, I'm good. You can follow me on Twitter at Lensward, L-N-S-W-R-D. You can go to my website, psychworddesigns.com. If you like my work, if you'd like to view my artwork, it is available for your viewing pleasure at behance.net slash Lensward, same as the Twitters. And, well, big sh- one more time shout-out to our guest at the top of the show, TJ Omega. You can follow him everything on social media, except Facebook, which is TJ Reviews, but everything else is TJ Omega. Search him out. He's got an awesome YouTube channel where he does all kinds of really super cool toy reviews. Also, if you want to follow the intern on Twitter, it's at Kane Kittens, where you can see all of our shenanigans as we mess around on Twitter. And, well, you don't want to forget to check out our very fine sponsors, Wrestling Figure Photography, Instagram.com slash MBG1211, Gerwick.net, Fightboot.com. So, for Rock, I'm Lindsay Ward. You've been listening to The Rack right here on WildTalkRadio.com, and we will see you next week. Bye! Radio.com.